1: Holly, the working folly, good Golly, Millie, and boats.
2: Pally, the Bolshoi, Bally, jump back in the alley, goats. All so we
1: can- D- we mother-
3: Welcome to Axe to Grind, the uh, podcast of record, which would make it the old gray lady, uh, which would make it the New York Times, which would make it uh, in trouble this week.
2: Yes.
4: And we prefer the Old Grey Mare Stomp.
3: The Old Grey Mare Stomp the is gray our pre- mare, preferred Old Grey. watch used to be. Now,
2: I am Patrick. I'm Bob. And I am Tom. And, and I would just like to say, me and you scumbag. Not the same song, but it's a rest in pieces part. Thank true. Makes, that's the best way to introduce a song. Yeah. Me and you scumbag before mosh part. If you don't in- interpolate yeah. that into a drug church song.
3: I mean, might be a self-defense song soon.
2: Hey, there you go. You getting more confrontational?
3: There's some people that need to learn. Mm. You know what I mean? They That's got just a lot to learn. Is. You better pray that the gains don't hit 160. because Mr.
4: Gaines then is getting, getting his uh, Gaines ego. It's all ego is that eight pounds.
3: You know what? We, we talk about my father sometimes on this. I've said it before. Free Frank I, K. I just went and sat with him. Uh, he is remarkably, psychotically, I would argue, unafraid of physical violence mm-hmm. it is so fucking weird our conversation was <laughs> yeah i'm i'm not uh and he's never talked like this before ever like he's not a guy that talks about violence but he said i don't we we're talking something about somebody unsavory was in the room right yeah and, and we're talking uh paperwork we're talking quietly whatever but uh My father runs the phones uh, and it's kind of you can make friends that way, but you can also make some resentments, whatever. So uh, he's talking about he's like, nah, I don't know. He said the fear is he's like this place is different than Attica. People are getting hurt here once a week versus Attica, which was every 40 minutes, you know. Uh, (laughs) But sometimes they'll send somebody to slash somebody. Yeah. And slashing a face is not an exact science. You hit somebody's neck, it's and done. you're doing another twenty years. A you got I a mean? buck fifty. So, uh, but we're, he's talking about. He's like, yeah, you know, I don't know if I'd mind getting my face slashed. And I'm thinking, what the hell? And he says, <laughs> give some character. He, he said, uh, my modeling days are over, and your mother, your mother, I think would stay with me. And I was like, this is a very practical but upsetting conversation. Yeah, like you have <laughs>
2: like you've thought about this. Yeah. Like you've like
4: at but, night you're like I wonder. But you have, has, I mean you have nothing but time to think about those things, right? He, Would Rusty stay
2: with me if I had a big yes. old fucking?
4: And he's pretty confident. I'm yeah, blessed confident. up to their their
2: relationship. Pretty on confident.
3: That. Uh, I, he's. I'm getting there where I'm less afraid of people. You know what I mean? But he's at a weird level. There's yeah.
2: something I mean, he's so, seen some shit that none of us will ever. Yes, like, for sure. Right. He's we had, had one to fight one of those off conversations people.
3: too, where his eyes went far away, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what bloodbath did you witness? You know, I mean? I I mean, like snapping at him,
2: like over. <laughs> yeah, I'm catching up on power on yeah. uh, on stars. Uh huh. And there's yeah, you know, one of the main characters' father is in prison, and I get it. Yeah, there's a lot ba- of killing. Bad things of, happen. A lot of killing. Bad things happen. I don't know Ooh. if that happens in real prisons, but. Everyone gets cut, and
3: he says his current facility is n- not all that bad. Uh, yeah. He says Attica was uh, something else. Is this
2: like a discharge facility? Like it's you're making your way back into the this is medium.
3: This is medium. Yeah. Um. Yep. So after this, you'd be going to like a probably a work release.
4: I wouldn't want to get before. slashed in the face,
3: but I wouldn't mind.
4: I don't know. You know what? It, it'd have to be a good scar, like comic book facial scar, like yeah. oh, like the like down the, over the eye and then down. I feel like it might add. Like Michael K. Williams has that ill scar on his face.
3: Yes, yes. Hard Hard as shit. Why not? At this point, fine. My cousin's got more of a traditional prison one. Yep, yep. From there, yeah, that's right. But if he lost weight, bulked up. Could pull it off. He would just look like a very hard man. As it is, he looks like a dude who's been through a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? But you could transfer that energy over to. I've seen a lot, and I'll also pop your head. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah, What's uh,
2: that called? Like the Chelsea smile, the Chelsea grin, or something. I'll,
3: yeah, probably right. Yeah, the Chelsea if, grin sounds from, right. So it almost almost touches his lip. Yeah. goes Ooh. Like the length of his temple down to his ah. lip. Mm. Damn. Um, I'm assuming uh, this is. Um, I won't mention the cousin's name. I'm assuming that's an unpaid prison drug debt. Would be my guess. Yeah. He's a bold motherfucker. You know what I mean? If he doesn't want to pay you, you're not getting paid. So I, I, I
4: think it's caught up. Say no up, more.
3: Caught up. You know what I mean?
4: On that note, yeah. let's ah, talk sponsors.
3: sponsors. <laughs> Run For Cover Records. Run For Cover loves being associated with prison slashings. Let's do it.
4: Prison slashings make me think of one band. Phase. Mm. Yeah,
3: okay. Buy it.
4: <laughs> Uh, Tom, you were actually uh, listening to something recently. Uh, yes, I
2: was listening to a wrestling podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network, who Kevin, our friend Kevin Hare, is part of. Um, shout out, Kev! Shout out, Kev! And I was listening, and they're like, "We're going to bring our guest on today." Um, our friend Wiccaface, at I was like, "Wait a minute, what the fuck is happening?" It was weird. Yeah, yeah and I was like, "Oh shit!" And he was—he's a fucking dork, and yeah. I
3: love it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like he's like way into the, like. He would give like Morgado and Yvonne and all these like wrestling dorks like a real run for their money.
3: He loves narrative.
2: It's awesome. It's awesome, and he does a um, uh, for AEW. He does a intro song for this wrestler Darby Allen, mm. who's like kind of like a punk dude, mm. um, straight edge guy. Okay, oddly enough, you wouldn't think by looking at him, but he's, he's an edgeman. Um, that he he's the guy that came to Fya dressed in like full because like his wrestling. What are you doing?
3: Nothing. You <laughs>
2: you're freaking me out, man. Whenever
3: I look at somebody, you
2: he you does this paranoid. like paranoid. You're paranoid. It's the equivalent of like you ever look at somebody and you look like right, like not but directly in their eye, eye, and, eye and, eye and eye. you're like, oh, there's something face. in my ear. Yeah. That's what you keep doing.
3: I know. I'm just checking out your legs, I guess. I mean, I got <laughs> nice scams. No. <laughs> so go on,
2: he, uh, Darby Allen. His company Evolve, I think it was, was wrestling. Mm-hmm. Usually has their f- matches where Fya is. But they double booked, so they got moved across the street. But he came to the show mm. and was stage diving into the nothingness, dressed in his full wrestling outfit.
3: This for is, us a le- and is a legend, and I respect him.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes him feel more alive. Your boy, um, the dude from Fucked Up, did like a little documentary with him. Yeah, oh, him? true. Yeah, and he's like a like he's just like a fucking whacked out skater dude. Okay, God yeah. bless. Yeah, but yeah, so Wick uh, Adam Wicca does does his intro music. So now that he's, he's busted the, the seal that he's been on niche, niche podcasts, mm-hmm. maybe it's time. Me, okay. Yeah. Bring him on. We'll talk about wrestling only.
3: That's sure. fine, too. Sure. I'll stand there blankly. I'll be, it'll be like when we talk about My comics. comic books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll be
2: like, yo, I got this. Hold on. Did you see... now? Um, I'll
3: jump in on like Junkyard Dog was a favorite. I enjoyed him. <laughs> Do he you, was
4: a favorite. I what was ju- the, uh, the wrestling cartoon?
2: The Rock and Wrestling Connection? Was that... No, it was, no. It
4: was like mid-late 80s. I remember it. And I feel like the Junkyard Dogs Junkyard played a, a relevant role. Yes. Yes, I believe oh, that. Hogan, Hogan was in it. Yep. Yeah, Haunky that's cool. Tonk was in it,
3: yep.
2: yep. When he was racist, but no one knew.
3: Yeah. Oh, I, th- I could have guessed. But, may, yeah, I was
4: going to say, I was like, <laughs> I think it was like, nobody knows, but like, oh, that weird blonde guy from Tampa? Yeah. Mm. With the baby doll
2: hair?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> so, uh, whether it's... Uh, Prison slashings or pro wrestling. Yep. Go get that Wiccaface record that came out. Tons of other stuff. We don't know. We got, they got new stuff coming up. But for right now, you're going to enter the promo code.
2: What you going to do when you add... Well, forget it. Extra yeah,
4: it was, I like that start. It was <laughs> I was good. going yeah, for the... Yeah, I couldn't no, no, figure no, we'll, it out.
3: We'll workshop that. Yeah. No,
4: we're going wor- to workshop that. What you going to do when run for cover runs all over you? Or we can pivot it to... What you going to do? What you going to do? Make a change! And you're going to... Uh, spell that out. Thank you. And you get 15%. 15% off. 15! To our friends in the 518. Mm. It almost feels like it should change when you cross the Hudson, like 519. Mm. Like, I feel like there would be a nice thing. So, closed casket activities on the other side of the Hudson. Yes. Uh, got tons of stuff coming out. What was the thing we talked about? Oh yeah, Eyes of the Lord. The
3: hardest record so far this year, maybe.
4: You said your favorite closed Cast record in a long time.
3: In a minute, yeah. Uh, scratches an itch for uh, hard, heavy, good lyrics. Uh, fast enough. Fast enough. Uh, Genuine. Yeah, Genuine. yeah, like uh, legit. Look, yeah, do, yeah. Look, this isn't a huge deal in our world, but it doesn't seem like this is. Uh, uh, Preening to be the headliner anywhere this is this is just hey
2: it's a dude working out some shit yeah
3: yeah yeah hey i'm i've been going through it uh i think i'll probably sing that uh and it works
2: yeah the lyrics are very close to the bone but i also i thought they were great
3: matter of personal preference i really like the art i think art's been headed in a direction that i don't typically enjoy and uh this is more in line with what i like
4: also feels a little bit different in the world of it, of the sound. Yeah, for you know, sure. So that's cool. So you're going to go to Close Casket Activities. Get over to that side of the Hudson. Enter the promo code. Axe to Grind. And you are going to want to... Spell it out. Get 10% off Not your bad. whole order. Thanks also to our other sponsors, Triple B and Deathwish. <laughs> Same code, web stores, fill up the bag, 10% off. Let's go. Tom, how was Louisville? Louisville was
2: wonderful. Um, it was a very quick, um, quick trip. You didn't,
3: you didn't want to relocate. You know what? Yeah. not opposed. Yeah. nice okay. down there.
2: I know it's cute. I it's bet, like- I
3: bet that we could get a house, mm-hmm. top floor, bottom floor, see each other literally once every four days, just to so record. It wouldn't feel like a roommate situation. Hundred mm-hmm. you know percent.
2: I mean? so- we could probably do that for what? Twelve. I oh, think
3: 12 gets you somewhere really nice. Yeah, I think 12 is it's I think, pretty I think, good.
2: I think at a Thou, you're in a nice spot. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think it over. I'm not opposed. Okay. Uh, it was great. We uh, we got there Thursday. Um, we went to Spinelli's to see um, a hardcore show at Spinelli's, the wonderful pizza place that's in the basement. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, it looks was, tiny. It's pretty tiny. It was quite a quite an experience. It's open as a pizza place during the show. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Um, the just the heat generated. Um, I was asking the miracle drug dude, I think it was Matt and Tommy, that we were talking to at the time, about like where the heat was coming from, whether it was like the people or the ovens, and it's a little bit of both. Mm. Um, it's blazing hot, and if you want to refill and a band is playing, you can't get your soda.
3: Have you ever passed out while playing? No. No. What's the hottest show you've ever played?
2: Um, we played a show in like in Brussels mm-hmm. that we it was like mm-hmm. no no exaggeration probably about seven hundred kids and we had to play for over an hour. <laughs> so we were headlining. and It was one of those like one more song. And we kept. Yeah. We did songs like again.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> that was like the
4: hottest. Europe has gotten played. much more tempered about that, yeah. from what I understand. But way back it was like
2: we literally no have no to play. Yeah. if you
4: don't play for forty five yeah. minutes or an hour, we, we, we want, want our money's worth. worth. Yes. Yeah.
2: Right, like I we played a show and I broke my I got my tooth broken mm. with the mic, and we played for like thirty five minutes and we didn't get paid. <laughs> I was like, because <laughs> we didn't play the a lot contracted. Of Is that true? Yeah, that's serious. God. Yeah.
3: Stop! Stop being so tight.
2: Yeah, it's like come on, I you think, don't need more I than thirty five minutes anything. No, I think they have, but yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, I was also twenty. Yeah. Um. So Spinelli's was dope. It was um, love and trust, um. Life's Questions from Chicago, mm-hmm. we believe. Sounds yep. correct. They were good. Uh, Inclination, who were awesome, and Knocked Loose, which was insane to see them in such a small place. Mm. Um,
3: and then your show.
2: Then our show. <laughs> at Headliners in Louisville, Kentucky. Wow. I feel like there must have been, like, their rock radio oh, must have it, definitely had an ad for it. Fucking for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and that voice. Come on down for the hometown boys, Knocked Loose. Um, it was awesome. It was... Uh, Really big venue, super nice, no barrier, all ages. It was um, stepping stone open. They were cool. Um, Heartstopper, which is knocked loose, and just different playing different instruments, <laughs> pretty much. Um, Karma, who was sick, got the biggest reaction, um, probably other than knocked loose. If I had to be honest, damn, it was wild. And they do hip hop inter- interludes between the songs, which are cool. It's cool. Um, M- they're really good. Really, New hip hop or older hip hop? Old. Okay. It was cool. Like it wasn't. No, it wasn't like Migos. It was like fucking yeah. like Nas. Okay. It was cool. It was super cool. It's weird. Like I'm, really pro. It was awesome. It,
3: uh, you know I love pro, yeah. but it's weird how old hip hop doesn't strike people with the same corniness that rock from the same era would. You, right. D- if you were you, you playing like, like 1994, like nobody's rock. blasting Bon Jovi between mm. their songs. That no, are, uh, you no. Know what I mean, you wouldn't be no. playing like cumbersome between right, like. Right, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, maybe
4: yo but maybe at the maybe at like uh maybe, maybe at a hip hop show yeah shows yeah. So they go like, check
2: it, it out it, here's here's collective light- soul yeah here's lightning mm. crashes um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, and then uh judiciary played who we saw earlier that week they were fantastic they killed it um uh, Mind force also killed it um we played mm-hmm. I will not review our set because I'm not that type okay but it went well. Look good. We had some um, technical difficulties. Mm. Uh, Jay Mindforce sang with us. So did uh, Bricks from Miracle Drug. And Bricks made Brian Knocked Loose sing with us, Um, which I didn't notice. He like put the mic in his face. Thankfully, he knew the words, but it was still kind of weird. Um, I didn't notice until someone sent the video. I was like, I know that voice. And it was him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Knocked Loose was like a fucking event. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. At one point, I went outside and I could hear the crowd. Like, yeah. outside the venue. Yeah, that, cool. that tracks. It was fucking nuts. It was so cool. Um, they were, like, super generous, like, unbelievably nice. Like, the whole weekend had such incredible vibe. And, like, in my experience and, like, being around for a long fucking time – if you didn't go to that and leave knowing like that band, like whether or not you want to admit it, is a fucking hardcore band, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you're wrong because like it was like a hardcore show. You may not think their sound might not be fucking your your yes. brand of hardcore, but like those dudes and the way they all did it was 100% a fucking 110%. hardcore band. You know what I mean? It was like a going to like a hardcore last show.
4: If you
3: guys like, could be heard
2: the, the same thing from other people, too.
4: amazing.
3: If you could be the king of Louisville, uh-huh. would you want it?
2: Like like, band like a band or like a, a an actual king?
3: Not like a monarch necessarily, but like you are the shit. Whether that's from, from being a band or like maybe you're a local newscaster or like whatever. Like Rick Pitino or like no? some somebody, somebody like where you walk down the street. Ron like, Mercer? Hey. I mean, hey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I mean like Rob Pennington was probably the king of Louisville for a while, right? He might have been. Sure. Ryan Patterson probably. Coliseum was big.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Or the kid from uh, Elliot? <laughs> I bet. I bet people uh, wait to. Him. I couldn't uh-huh. pick
2: him out of a lineup, though. As much as I love the band. Okay. Maybe like somebody from Slint. Oh, I'm sure if the dudes from Slint, like David Pajo, walking
4: down the street, be like yo, oh, buddy. To, if
3: you go to a rock
4: show, I'm sure. I mean, well, why don't you just tell us about how that is in Albany? The, right.
3: Ah, being the king of Albany. Well,
2: it's, you it, got the nods, like
4: stop. So. More, he's like the he's the crown prince of Bethlehem. So. Yes, yeah. precisely. Like, I'm Jesus. actually on the Schenectady
3: border at the moment, so I know. I know. I'm the, I'm the uh, what border? The, the Schenectady border. Oof. Yeah. Exactly.
4: Baby Pat Riley over Um can you walk to Crossgates?
3: Yeah,
2: I could. Yeah, sure. Well, no, no, that's a weird question for him. Yeah, yeah like can you can walk anywhere. You walked like 14 miles across England, so like yeah. that doesn't really count.
3: I, I, I don't think a normal person would want to walk to her house gates. Certainly you could. Yeah. You
2: know, yeah, so yeah.
4: But it's like mean,
1: rain.
4: Uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, Huckle Show. Beautiful time, Beautiful. wonderful vibe. Do, do, do. Oh, did you see Isaac uh, did a like little Instagram story, and he got asked, "How was having indecision play or wow. whatever?" Did you see it or no? I did. Okay, it was, was very cool. very sweet. And he had a it just sh- it was just a picture of them playing, and it's him like on top of a crowd like, like singing and along. He circled his face. It was nice.
2: Uh, all I kept thinking was like, I wish you would get the fuck out of there. Like people were moshing, and I look up and there's like Isaac like moshing. I'm like, yo man. Like you got a show to play in like yeah, forty yeah, minutes. Yeah. Like the last thing I need you to do is break like break hand. your hand on somebody's right. face. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. Like the the excitement of youth.
4: Let them have it. I love you it. No, I, I was mean? psyched,
2: but I kept going. Like I would feel terrible. Like all right, so the, sh- the tour's canceled because I broke my fucking arm. <laughs> moshing to like my old friend's band. Like yeah. that's weird. Like, yeah. You know. Um. But yeah, like they're going on that big tour in um in September weeks. and October. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stick to your guns. Got added to it. No which shit. Which was cool. Um. Yeah, talking to them dudes like they're, you know, got their heads on straight and I think um only great things are gonna happen to them. All right. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah, what do we
3: have
4: to do here today?
3: Something near and dear to somebody's heart, not mine. Uh we're talking, a, we're, we're doing a... Album to album. Album to album. It proved very popular and we are slaves to, to, to the popularity of these things because... Did it prove to be popular? People yeah, people, people like to But really,
4: and... you know what it is? We, we just had fun doing it. So. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, Let's talk about it records it we like. It that yeah. lens yeah. for yeah. me. Um,
3: today, we're going to be talking about a band that means a great deal to some of us and mm-hmm. not as much to others. Uh, and that is American Nightmare. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about two releases... First
4: LP background music and their second LP. We're down till we're underground. So
2: um, can I make my first comment, please? Upon first blush, when I first heard the rumor going around that the second AN LP was coming out and it was called "We're Down Till We're Underground," I thought it was a joke.
3: I know this one. Upsets it seems you for very some you off. Like it?
2: I don't mind it. Brand for them. So We're of down till we're underground. I feel like that's like something Rob Fusco would write.
4: Well, I mean, maybe, but, but if they- you read their their song titles. I see you feeling Drake or whatever, you know. Like I still they, don't know what that means. I don't either.
3: It's I see is Ian Curtis and then uh, Nick Drake is two dudes that killed themselves. Yeah, it's very melodramatic. Uh, oh, <laughs> I didn't catch that. Very melodramatic. Yeah. How do you,
2: I'm super fan over here? No, yeah, I know.
4: So, but uh, they also had done the Love American single. Like True. there was leanings. So let's start with uh, putting because we started with Trapped Under Ice last time. We talked about the Church of TUI. Yeah. And we all we all acknowledge that, you know, I think I was I am like non practicing, but man, I still got the books mm-hmm. and, and you're a full fledged, you're you got the fucking the collar on. Yeah. Um, you're preaching. Oh. And Tom is Tom is a regular practitioner yeah. too, probably of the, you know? of the church of TUI? Yeah. Oh hell yeah. So let's talk about the United States of American nightmare. Okay. Are you a citizen? Are you a patriot? Are you an expat,
3: or? I'm the Ayatollah. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm, I'm over in the Middle East saying bomb the great Satan. I don't give a shit. Wow,
4: I know. We'll get. Let's dig on your. You know, let's, uh, no better place than here, no better time than now. Mm. Let's start with your first. They were a band that pushed you out.
3: Yeah, I. I find everything about American Nightmare alienating.
4: Start with the. Start with some background.
3: Uh, okay, music. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> so I was into heavier music of that time, right?
4: And uh, if I pause, mm-hmm. I didn't know you mm-hmm. at the time of American Nightmare, but knowing the stuff you liked before, yeah, during some of your leans on other stuff, mm-hmm. I would have bet money. This would have been something you liked,
3: we'll, we'll but g- we'll, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, uh, so. I didn't know anything about it, but uh, I knew that it was buzzy, right? Everybody's talking about it. Uh, I don't know if I actually listened to them before I saw them. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw them play The City with a Veil. Uh, oh, sounds right. Is yep. that, is N- that knitting Factory. factory. Yeah. Yep. What's that?
2: The Knitting Factory.
3: Knitting Factory, that's right. I like The Knitting Factory. That was like
2: way after they've been around, though.
3: Yeah, that was the first time I saw them. I was like R. five or six
2: years bucket. into it. Oh, really? Wait. I feel like it was like 2006 or something.
3: It could have been
4: no, no. They weren't. They didn't play in. I was living they in. The ci- I was up.
3: living in the city at the time. So would that be? A one, a, oh, they, they oh, four, oh one oh. They could have done one
4: then. No, it's it's the oh oh. So. Yeah. There's a full show list if you go to the Cold Cave. Story. I was
3: living. It was. I was briefly living uh, on a friend's couch in Midwood. So Midwood. Yes. Deep Brooklyn. That's real Brooklyn. Yes. Uh, oh, <laughs> I can tell a lot of stories. Um, so uh, interesting neighborhood. The the. Living in a friend's couch, went to see them, went to see a veil. really. Uh, saw people going insane for AM. Yes. I uh, wasn't mad at that, but then when I went home and kind of examined it, I said, oh, I don't, what is there to go insane about here? And obviously, I now know, you know what yes. I mean? Like, I'm not here to take anything away from this band that means a lot to a lot of people, but alienated me then. Um, Continues to alienate me today Alienate uh, but me today. What
2: about them I feel like there's certain things Well I mean I guess If you're not part of Like the scene like Of their scene You could feel like We were talking about being alienated By other parts of yeah. hardcore And so on. What about them Was so sort of Off-putting To you
3: So This sounds This sounds crazy Because everything I'm about to say Can be 100% leveled at Acts that I do like Sure But uh, There is a Pretension and self-involvement that I don't think is befitting music that to me sounds like Youth Crew, and mm-hmm. I, I don't get me wrong. I, I, there are acts that can come out to like a thunderclap and the the lighting is dark and the guy says some fucking poetry and then they launch into something that's like way overstated and fucking stupid. I I can enjoy that, but for whatever reason, this felt like. Uh, This felt You know what To be fucking like Really Really heady about it It felt like low culture Dressed up With high culture pretensions That I just thought Was corny Okay Like why can't you be uh, Ten yard fight Cause that's all this sounds like To me You know what I mean For Like sure. why can't you Like what's wrong With ten yard fight That we gotta be doing The vampire poetry version of it You know what I mean And right. uh, But again This is hypocrisy Because there's acts That I like who are more guilty?
4: Is this your new band, Young Hypocrite?
3: Young Hypocrite. Is
4: that your rap name? <laughs> it's
3: my rap name. <laughs> um, so.
4: I, yeah, the, the album featuring Mr. Gaines, it's when he goes deep with yes. it.
3: So I got a lot to say about this, but uh, that's where I was as a kid. This did push me out. I At that time, I was uh, um, getting much more into older shit and this confirmed that for me that there was going to be a period that just wasn't... I wasn't with the zeitgeist at all.
2: Got it.
4: Uh, I, I liked them not from jump, but almost, but very early. The thing was, I don't like the American Nightmare demo. Just doesn't feel put together Passy. to me. But, Sloppy but, as
2: fuck. But people loved it. People loved it. it. Loved it. No.
4: It was so exciting. It was of the moment, and just the background of it. It was members of Wright Brigade and Ten Yard Fight... I think it was Members of the Right Brigade, but if it was, I think it was actually. Jesse, right? Jesse, yeah, Jesse played bass. He wasn't in the band right at the beginning, but he joined. Um, But, anyways, regardless, it was X 10 yard fight, and it was like, hey, 10 yard fight broke up, in my eyes broke up, here's the new band. And it was American Nightmare. And. The demo was sloppy. I didn't
2: like it. Yeah. Whatever. And not in a good way.
4: No, 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 no. But there's some people who still ride for it because they really ride for it. Um, And, you know, there's people who still say, hey, that's my favorite thing. I I never understood it. And I saw them live around it, and they were fine. I think I booked them on the demo, and I I liked it live more.
2: But then the first EP comes out, and it's like, oh. Oh, there it is. Right, like you. I don't understand how you can listen to those seven inches, but like, not nah, a demo's better. Like,
4: not no, a shot. no, no, no. And so they they kind of came into their own sonically. We're not gonna. We'll talk a little bit about that stuff, but this yeah. is just my background. I enjoyed it. Loved the seven inches. Was going to see them all the time. Was driving up from Jersey to Boston to go see them, to Worcester to go see them, to Providence to go see them. Uh, I probably saw. Them 20 times between mm. 2000 and 2002 or so, 2001 wow. to something like that. Uh background music came out like that and yeah, I, I really liked the band. Now stylistically, it did some things that were not for me, but that was that was more the fashion and I was always able to separate that to me, mm. but I did look at that and think, "Oh, huh, this is weird. This is a weird thing that everybody's dressing like the band they like." And then I started examining uh, Oh, mm. people do that. Yeah, people do. Oh that. fuck! All right. So I I really liked the band and always did. To the point where, when we're down to we under we're underground came out, I was living in California, had just moved there, probably two or three months before the record came out. And my my deep interest in the band had gone, but I was so excited slash. Fascinated with what the record would sound like because it had
2: been a while. So, uh, fan. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hear the demo at the time. I got that first ever and was blown away. Um, I'm a super fan at the t- especially at the time. Um, I get how they could be off-putting, but I think a lot of those bands and that kind of it, geographic. Yes, and, uh, and, like,
3: and it wasn't the era for me. I just got to say, like, I didn't like Panic. It's not like it's not like there was a stylistic version of this that. That I loved, so it, it right. we can also drill it down to sound too, for sure.
2: Yeah, but I could feel like that sort of like, you know, it was definitely pretentious. Yeah, I loved it,
3: but I love some pretentious pretent- shit. No, of course, of course, yeah. I mean, it you was know some
2: Longfish. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Your That's band. what I was
3: opting to listen to immediately <laughs> yeah. after. This. Right,
2: right, right. And I get that. I could see that. Um, but just around that time, like they were, they were a band. Like I feel like you know, if you really think back on it over the 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 years of punk the f- people always kind of emulated the bands but i feel like at that point it was like everyone was either fucking
3: sold on that or not right
2: 18 visions fohawk yep yes west brit guy you know british hooligan guy mm-hmm. And then the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was like those three, like the people that's like, oh, you still dress exactly the same as you <laughs> yeah, when you were 18. Yeah. You know, but like that town garden shirt is cool now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think, you know, but seeing them like they were like a weird kind of crossover band where none of those other bands that they came from or were like influenced by ever were. Like, you'd see them with, like, fucking Poison the Well and Every Time I Die, but they could also play with fucking Suicide File sure, and yeah. Panic, yeah. and it would make sense. And I think they're one of the few bands, especially at that time, that uh, that that could play, you know, be a headliner at Hellfest and a headliner at Posse Numbers in the same year.
4: Yes. Yo, when you look, I've, I pulled up their show, show list. Oh. When you look at the bands they played with, it was everyone. 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 Yeah. Well, they they play were, with everyone. They
3: were just incredibly buzzy and didn't say no. You and know didn't I mean? say no cool.
4: and said yes. And that doesn't just mean not saying no to like big shit. It's also like, yo, they, they played shows. All right, here's here's a good example. They play the Bane, Death by Stereo, Adamantium Tour. Remember that? Yeah. And then less than a week, uh, a month later, they play the Kill Your Idols, Life's Halt, No Reply Show. Right. Which is another tour. And those two things are worlds that you wouldn't put as crossing i booked them in brick with right brigade last in line a poor excuse anything goes fit for abuse and down in flames you mm. know what i mean like and that was me and jay pepito booking that show so wow. shout out jay and then
2: oh um, one i think it's oh one july oh one or july oh two mm-hmm. no it might have been oh one they played like cbs it was like their record release show for a kill it was kill your an mpb uh-huh. down in flames that sounds dead
4: right because i'm pretty sure I was it was, it was july 18 maybe 2001 and that's and that's 2001 right i believe so because i believe it was before our record come out something like that yeah let's see this july oh july duh july yeah here we go
2: i think it was down in flames because i traded records with either pete, pete or yeah. john
4: yes here it is it's somewhere right in here it's july 19th, 19th. cbgb's kill your idols a.n mpb down in flames revolution summer Shout out Revolution Summer from I New Jersey. I actually kind of dug them. They were okay. They, yeah, they were, pretty were pretty cool. A bunch exactly. of weirdos from New Jersey, X purpose yeah. oh, They were cool. You
3: guys I didn't realize they were on
4: memories, that. Me neither. Um, but so this I was off show by a day, list, not bad. This show list is fucking wild. I don't know who put it together. That's pretty sick. It's wild, but you can really look at the history. They're a band who grinded. That's when their LP... Was their LP out? It was out soon thereafter. If not, yeah. they in the course of... The beginning of 2000 by to the middle of 2001, they did demo seven inch seven inch LP. Yeah. Okay. So we we've talked about before. There's no understating their impact.
3: Nope. Huge. No overstating.
4: No overstating. And yeah, there's no understatement from our from us as a group.
3: I don't like this band, and I can't take a thing away from them. Right. You know what I mean. And did you read Supergods? It's no, it's a Grant Morrison book. Book, no, uh, I didn't know. Yeah. It's sort of his story, but it's largely just about superheroes, right? And it's funny that I'm reading it right now as we did this because yes, he is he is tasked with. He can't avoid talking about Alan Moore and Watchmen. Can't avoid it, right? Right. You couldn't talk about superheroes without addressing it. But him and Alan Moore have beef. Yes, and, very and, serious beef. And he. He never liked Alan Moore's output If you believe him Right Which is possible It's not exactly It doesn't make sense
4: But it's possible Yes
3: So It's fascinating That he is um, Throughout the book And he goes He goes a little too He takes shots Right Yeah And he doesn't need to take shots Because Morrison is great Moore is great We don't need to take shots But I was thinking about it As I was Doing this exercise Because how do I talk about something that I don't like? This isn't a rival. He doesn't, no. I don't even know if he knows who I am. But it, but it, talking about a thing I don't like but can't take a thing away from what it did or what it is. Right. You know what I mean? And that's like an interesting position to be in where you are – you can't – I couldn't determine what makes this good. If you, if you If I tried, I couldn't –
2: Maybe that's a good place to start. Like you couldn't point out where people, what people see. Why? No,
3: that's different. I can understand the zeitgeist. Right. I can't. I don't understand why. Like if how somebody, it gets to that point of zeitgeist. If somebody asked me, like, "Hey, do you see the appeal?" I'd say, for someone that's not me, I see the appeal very strongly. Yeah. Okay. And if you said, "Is it good?" I'd say, not remotely.
4: So here's my question for you. Let's let's do it what is the appeal to someone who's not you
3: so uh this came in uh th- this entered th- that self involvement the lyrical uh sort of anal gazing uh it is <laughs> is
2: it navel
4: gazing or this anal this is anal
3: ga- this goes one step past it
2: he's and, yeah yeah so, <laughs>
4: so 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 again he's not taking anything away
3: not taking a thing away
4: I, Just straight, being harsh.
3: Straight up, I got a lot of respect <laughs> for for uh, Wes. I got yes. okay. I, okay. fucking Good. not taking me okay. not liking his work, don't mean a fucking thing about what which this man is has the accomplished.
4: point. Largely, we talk about this a lot. You should be able to talk about music whether you like it or not, and it doesn't take away your respect for the artist.
3: I mean, again. I can't hold his balls. He's right. accomplished a great deal. You know what I mean? So I'm not taking a thing away.
4: So aggregators, when you pull out quotes yeah. from this podcast. Yeah. There you go. Pull I the can't I can't West hold West's his balls. balls. Yeah. Right. And, uh, Before so, you get to the anal gazing. So, so all right. Now so continue. So here's the deal.
3: Um, the thing I hate about it is what makes it hot. Uh, coming off of a 10-yard fight. Uh-huh. which is ridiculous and uh, self-referential and knowingly silly. You know uh-huh. what I mean? This was self-serious in a way that appealed to a kid that maybe, um, maybe they like the uh, 18 Visions. I'm sad. This is hardcore about my breakup. You know what I mean? But uh-huh. they don't like this. They don't like 18 Visions musically, nor do they like the aesthetic, Nor do, but they, the, look, there needs to be hardcore music about your breakup. That okay. that's what AN proves. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the same way that there needs to be hardcore music about the deforestation of the Amazon, there needs to be hardcore music about your breakup. Mm. And at this time, there was not a good amount of hardcore music about your breakup. True. Who
4: who pre-AN, Tom, let's see if you can answer this first. Who what is the hardcore band that you would most associate with music about a breakup prior
2: to AN? Um, this is a tough question. I, I would probably first thing in my head,
3: Unbroken. Oh, I thought you were going to say Descendants.
2: I, I th- yeah, th- I, I wouldn't have. Yeah,
4: yeah. Like they're more in the pop punk realm yeah. to me, but like they're in the world. I guess Descendants. But
2: is there a more hardcore? I guess Unbroken. Yeah. yeah. Unbroken first thing people. that pops in my head. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like Life of Regret is all about. Yeah. Yeah. Break up. Up. I mean, I would okay. think. Who were you thinking? I
4: didn't Oh, I, I think you were like, have "Oh, okay." Any. No,
2: I didn't even have anything. I mean, other bands, like I can't think of like specific 80s stuff. Like there's songs, but yeah, nothing that's songs. Overt, for sure. you yeah. know. Same. Yeah, I was going to say even like in the 90s, like, you know, I'm sure like every band had a couple of breakup songs, but yeah. it wasn't like their entire aesthetic. Right. Right. Just I mean, to not like again, I can't hold the guys balls either. Mm-hmm indecision if you if you if you ask somebody like they're like the anti god band we have like two songs about anti- Sure, like, yeah 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 but that's the thing we have a ton of breakup oh, yeah. songs no one ever talks about those no. they talk about no. like the fucking like we break like same thing with this like how that became like we're the anti christian fucking atheists
3: this became the breakup
2: band right even yeah, though right. i'm sure some not all of them are no about no no, so, no no, there's
4: a lot of songs that are about like fights and like yeah, yeah. childhood but and it's shit, all
3: interpersonal know? but but right. the, the uh so
4: there's a poetry to it that lends itself to the breakup songs yep. more so than you would to the and more visceral
2: stuff. What I find funny, like with your take though, mm-hmm. not that it's wrong, but for such a blacklisted stand, I know there's yeah, such no. a through line. There's as much of a through line between AN and Blacklisted the, as any other band. When I was, that was announcing, special. I'm
3: a hypocrite. Yeah. I yeah. was thinking yeah. of Blacklisted
2: because yeah. it's like you know biographical lyrics that are like to the point like. You know like Wes has parts of, like when he like he talks about his birthday, yeah. yeah. Like you, I know that he's born in February '79. No, uh-huh. because he writes it. There's a yeah. lyric about it. Like George has stuff like that. I could I could almost tell you where he lived. Yeah, because I, I, it's but, so like on but, the nose. But I've yeah.
3: said George dances on a knife edge, and that's what makes George interesting. So what you know what I mean? So
4: that's my question for you. If Blacklisted came out in 2000,
3: I'm not against it. It's totally right, possible.
4: I think so. I think there's a, but you might not also because yeah, totally. there's a. There's a slight more, is Wes warrior poet? No.
3: No. No, no, no. no. I mean, yo, on, but, on the low, but like, he's fucked some dudes up. You know what uh, I mean? That's what we're I don't even know if it's on the low. You, like, you know yo, I mean? like no, that that's dude, pretty well known. Okay, yeah, that, so, dude, that dude. He is a poet for sure. And he also, uh, you know, he, he can also fuck somebody up. I have watched him fuck some people up. So. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm not. Is he a warrior poet technically? Yes. Is but
4: but in the same way I think we've described George in that way yes. and that's not I think some people might use that as a pejorative We're not. I
3: typically do yeah and I'm not what do <laughs> we
2: like when I think of warrior poet I think of some guy in like the East Village being like and people Rollins. like snap oh okay
3: yeah I think well, of Rollins you know
2: Rollins not hard
3: I mean I don't know Rollins do you think Rollins, he's fake he could at least bench me let's give him that yeah but that doesn't mean anything yeah. I can bench you
4: no Rollins Rollins uh, had the confrontational streak where it's like Oh look! Here's this interview, and there's a 15 year old, and Rollins is trying to scare him,
2: but the 15 year old's just chilling, not flinching. Yeah. right. Like you, you know? don't hear the stories like you know, like the Mike Muir stories or the fucking Roger and you know, like you don't hear those stories about Rollins. No, Rollins like like oh, a got couple sp- people right. with uh, with the mic. Right. and that's it. You and know? got spit on a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you hear other stories like oh yeah, like Mike Muir? Like all these other old school dudes are like fucking
3: bad dudes.
2: Yeah, I think it's a different level. Yeah. yeah. So warrior poet.
3: The warrior poet. The warrior poet thing. <laughs> I mean, that's People, good too. That a clapping. Warrior poet thing is typically a turnoff for me. I don't put Wes in that category. No, uh, no, no. Uh, Wes was the fact that he might have gotten some fights in his life. I don't think it's relevant to the fact that no. this dude had the had a look. Uh, if I enumerate the things that make his look, it sounds like I'm I'm too in this man's look. Yeah. Right? If I start talking about his Well, because it's
4: so his... hard. It's so fucking shitty. I, I don't know if there's a single other band time, et cetera, that gets talked about as much as this dude and this dude's look. Like, yo, people were aping... Uh, Greg from Mentals look. People sure. were aping the youth crew looks at various different points. Sure, people were vi- were aping the new age looks in the early nineties. Big everything.
3: There's a couple motherfuckers who look a lot like Pat Flynn to me.
4: Sure. Well, know. he's the only thing is he leans into a real nice generic thing. Now there are people who I'm sure are taking their cues from him. I mean, he go from
2: the vineyard to the stage
4: in yes. those. Yeah, like, oh, for sure. And like sweat. To
3: the
1: stage.
2: But he wouldn't be drinking.
4: I'm yeah. thinking about those fucking vines, vineyard vines shirts and all that. Right, like, like you could be like, good you know, oh. I just
2: play in front of ten thousand people. I'm taking my wife for a nice dinner. Right, and he didn't have to change. Yeah, because he's got a college shirt on, of a Harvard sweat like. Yeah, you look and you know, nice nice shorts. I mean, it is a look. It's yeah. a look. It's a clean well, cut, it's, like it's Goodwill hunting. It's what it is. It's post. It's the post youth crew look.
3: Sure. It's
1: a
2: post. It's it's,
4: it's a post doctoral youth crew.
2: Yeah, clean cut.
4: it's 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 been it's tried and true. So credit them, but I mean. Even more modern, I think there's bands and people who have a look that people ape. So, But the it was so powerful. The West thing, it literally felt like just swept over a whole
2: generation of people changed yeah. the way they looked. And play, how they played hardcore.
4: And well, the music, that's the part. I'm
3: oh, happy yeah, to talk so, about yeah. the music. But like but the, look, the look, of yeah, course. Like, I
2: mean, uh, like everyone had fucking diesel jeans and fucking like yeah, it and, costs a lot of money to look shitty.
3: And Jesus. Yes. But, but can we... So when I say that this band captured the zeitgeist in a way that that I understand, did
2: even they captured it. Or they created it.
3: They might have. Sure, I, I'm. I i do not know. Like, with either one, yeah.
2: it's I, hard to like kind of parse that out. Though to be like, is. did they just happen to come around at the right time, or it's like, or are they just like, yeah. they could have been, been around three years earlier and still done the same. I think it's two. I think it's twofold. I think have yeah. they come around three years earlier, maybe not,
4: but they. They they would have made themselves a space. They would have carved out a niche for sure because they were almost undeniable live. Like I think everyone came to them. Almost. And the records are yeah. good. I think they also came at a time when straightforward posi numbers style hardcore was lull. It was low. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. There I mean I I'll right, I the was, fights Tenor uh, Fights broken up. MI is broken up, Floor right. Punch broken up. Right. Right. That whole world right, right. is in transition. The only band that I was excited about was Ripe Brigade. I was fucking crawling through the gutters looking for stuff sure, to like. like that, right? Sure, and like anything, you know. And the more metallic stuff was big and growing. The Saves the Day stuff had just started taking off, yeah. and if sure. you guys remember, it wasn't just Saves the Day. The Fast Break record comes out, and that's pop punk. Uh, Fairweather. I mean, what are some of the other? EVR there was like core, yeah. EVR stuff. So, so then An comes out, and not only do they have an undeniable live thing and their own look and sound, but they come out when there's kind of a dirge. Like, the thrashcore stuff was popping too, yeah. like, but there was nothing in this space, so they just were like... They were creating their own space and also filled one at the same time.
3: Sure. Yes. And for the sake of keeping this positive, I'll give it to them that they created a lot here. You know what I mean? Like I, oh, it yeah. does, I won't even try to parse it. I'll just say they created the Zeitgeist. I think you know.
4: they essentially... They didn't totally create modern hardcore, but they were a large influence. I think if you put between them, Bane, Mm -hmm. and maybe I'm missing one or two others. Modern Life is War. Modern Life is War is post-American Nightmare to me. I don't think they exist in the same way without A.N. Really? Yeah, 2003. see. It's A.N. To me, me
3: the link there is the aesthetic, not the music, because let's talk about background music now.
4: All right. Well, so let's let's dive in to the music and... Background music. You can give your take.
3: This is Youth Crew. I was yelling at the speakers during the song. Let's see, poop, uh, poop, poop, poop. It was uh, on the first record on background yeah. music. There was uh, there is a song about my postmark my compass. Yes, that is straight up Youth Crew. Northeast, south, and west. So. I'm yelling at the. At, I'm it, to me. These drums are unmistakably youth crew. And the. This is. Who plays drums on this record? I think it's Jared. I don't want to don't uh, low rate anybody's musicianship. That's not what this is about. This is about a stylistic uh, thing going on here, which is, to my ear, this is if you took Trust Kill vocals and applied them to. Uh, uh, in My Eyes. Uh, apply uh, apply them to Riper Gate. Apply uh, th- 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 This is... It was so Jared Alexander.
4: It was Jared Alexander? Yeah. And I think Jared Alexander was the drummer for Better Than a Thousand. So, yeah. like, so, a lot of... That was he? I believe so. He was in, like, Death by Stereo. Yeah, yeah he's a super right. talented. Yeah. Super... Yeah. All right. Here's my pushback against mm-hmm. it. It is... There's too much Unbroken in it. There's too much modern stuff that wouldn't apply even to the In My Eyes level of modern hardcore.
3: Now... You, I defer um, to you on Youth Crew. But, yes, you should. But, but, but to me, this is pure Youth Crew. But so I don't hear any Unbroken. I see Unbroken. I don't. I don't hear you it. You don't at all. hear it in some the guitar stuff, it's man. Just I, I hear it in the
4: guitar stuff all over the place, especially on background music. The fourth song where it gets kind of ballady mm-hmm. and really melodic. I. It's, it's, it's not. So, post- so
3: to me, the only place that this band distinguishes itself Shop is
4: Shab Livin' the, the, the yes.
3: Vocally, vocally, lyrically, and then uh, also they do throw in, their clever guitar parts are never the meat of the song. It's always the bridge. It's always, Correct. It, it, that's the Well, if the, you're looking at the meat and the potatoes,
4: part. they're using the same kind of revelation in my eyes, mm-hmm. et cetera, background, yeah. which makes a lot of sense given where they're coming from. However, what you're equating the youth crew isn't right because they have lots of buildups that are, could be youth crew but could be a lot of other things and started twisting that to what we're hearing now. Like when we talk about bands like Outbreak, like Trash Talk, like music that's written for live reaction. Sure. I think Postmark Your Compass is a great example because if you listen to that song, there's a vocal part over it. If you take away the talking vocal part, the Northeast, South and West, Mm -hmm. your lips were the softest yet, you take that off. Just listen to the music on that part. It's not going anywhere. And you don't hear that in youth crew stuff almost ever. Oh well, And so that's the part is there's all these – Crescendos and more dramatic stuff going on, which is almost where I'm like, oh, if you wanted to say they take youth crew and then just distort it, I'd go, yeah, you're right. Because they have a lot of fringes, they have a lot of. (sighs) It's almost like if you said, hey, Hydrahead fans, Mm -hmm. we need you to write a youth crew record. That's oh, I, more aggressive I don't, I don't
3: hear that on this record uh, On uh, Maybe the next record We can talk yeah. about that This record To me Is And now Don't get me wrong There mm-hmm. is a I was gonna say bog standard That's obviously not true This was revolutionary at the time It's not what I sure, mean Sure 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 uh, What I mean is There is a filter mm-hmm. Of Thousand bands That have attempted This style since And, and it can be hard To sure. wade through that To get to the origin And say and that's How do piece, I feel about this That's
4: the part I think Has to be noted Is that background music on a lot of levels is a kickoff point i think it was many people's introduction to the band which is
2: funny to say for somebody who was in at seven inch right yeah yeah yeah. but i mean that makes sense right big, doing big tours and fire, it was evr
4: evr versus bridge nine bridge nine was no small no. dog at the time but, but seven they inches. were just starting off bridge yeah. Nine's just, they launched bridge nine in all for sure meaningful conversation the sound on this record Compared to the seven inches, it's faster. The so- faster songs are faster. The See, re-recorded I did the opposite. The faster song You think the faster songs? Well, the are, faster songs are faster. The, the re-recorded, re-recorded songs, songs are slower. You somehow. think so? I feel like it is. I couldn't say. No, I think the I sun. Think the sun is actually, f- like to me, a beat faster. I think there's a different
2: drummer on it than yeah. on the, the seven-inch recording. Um, They've gone through a lot of efforts. Yes, but they did. It's pretty much been Tim and we- Tim West and and. Uh, Brian Masick. Masick, yeah, and then and different people. So yeah. and now it's just Wes and Masick. So, um,
4: and Josh. Jo- there's there's members who start who start at or around background music. who are still there. I'm pretty sure. Right, like but Josh. And yeah, and then the, the
2: guy currently is uh, the drummer is Alex Garcia. Yes, that's there's right. Been, like and he's, piebald or something. Yeah,
4: and he was some. He was in the mix. Like in at and some out, point and too, of, too, yeah. yeah. So,
2: all right, musically, do you like this more than Seven Inches? I I, musically I do yes it's not as kind of to me it's not as in your face yes and like I feel like the seven inches sound so like desperate I agree with that I'm like you know like this is way more like pro yeah the the seven inches are just kind of like I listen to them now and get fucking stoked
4: that's this is a good question because I wrote down the question is this better than the seven inches and I think I asked you do you like this more than seven inches so let me ask you those two questions again do you like this more than the seven
2: inches? Maybe not. No, probably not. But do you think this is better than the seven inches? Yes, maybe. Yeah, and I songwriting's better. Like songs yeah. like A.M.P.M. and fucking you know, like those songs are great. The great First three hard songs on this songs. record come out of the gate flying. Right.
4: Super aggressive. Um AMPM's a great song. Uh, I think, and then they get more structural. Even in the new songs, this is a eleven song LP. 23 minutes Mm -hmm. pretty concise three re-recorded songs from the seven inches so eight new songs that almost formulaic I feel like that's a good fucking recipe sure if you're writing an LP and you want to have some some familiarity like yo not a bad idea to sprinkle in we've talked about it a couple songs at this
3: time it made more sense than it does today
2: some long songs on here (laughs) what's
3: the longest
1: looking at it now
2: 3.05? Three oh five? AM P.M. is three oh five, which is yep. pretty long. Yeah, what's the first song is two We 308? are two thirty eight. Yep. Um but, but the, then there's also I Save Latin is twenty two 22 seconds. seconds. Which is the blaster. Yeah, your are like they're all in like but Hearts is one I mean Hearts. Hearts on the seven inch is way better than on the, on the LP, I think. Maybe. I think Farewell
4: Okay, we'll get to it. But I actually one thing I like if you go look at this track listing, diverse song lengths. Yep. And that also plays into we're down to we you're underground. The record feels really thought out. I think it's more melodic than 7 Inches. Yep. You know. Um,
2: Great. The artwork is cool as shit.
4: The, the non-7 Inch songs are more developed. Mm-hmm. Less blasting, less blasting energy. Less exclusively blasting energy. The two 7 Inches still feel like just fucking explosions.
2: You know yes, I mean? like so fast, I think. Right. Like, and, and like just thrashy like, almost.
4: Yeah, and energy's pumping. This gets to my second question. I don't know if... I'd love to have you on this, but the LP felt like it was a convenient jumping-off point for some people. Not everyone. But the 7 Inches, I felt like... Jumping-off in a bad way. Jumping-off like, off, like I'm, getting I'm, off out. The bandwagon. I'm out. I'm out. Right, right. Because the 7 Inches almost felt... At least the first one, second one was pretty quick in and out. But 7 Inches almost felt universally like if people didn't like them, they at least were like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that band's good. Yeah, I feel like... Like, the- I knew tons of thrash kids... That were like, down yeah, for the first First yeah. couple. But then by the
2: LP, they were able to go, eh, I'm out. Yeah, but I could see it because I think this people, like, of that ilk probably saw this as them pandering to the Trust Kill crowd. Well, and
4: that was my question, too, off of it. Is it a, is it, do you see the logic of a Sonic drop off or, or a Sonic drop out, like somebody jumping off? Because it's like, eh, musically, they're going in a direction that from the seven inches, I'm just not with. Or do you think it was just convenient and being like, oh, this band's getting big? And I think then, it was more convenient. I don't yeah. think
2: the music is just, it's better written, but it's like you, if you're a hardcore kid and you listen to fucking We Are, you can't be like, I don't, you know. Yeah, just because they have, a couple, you they have a couple parts to the song. Right. And as opposed to just, just two minutes. parts. Yeah.
3: It's also, by this time, what the band was had become clear. And if that wasn't in your lane, you had a right. no reason to dismiss it. Correct. Whereas earlier,
4: yeah. maybe the same things we were applauding them for, yes. which was playing every show with yeah. anybody. Now it's starting to come into focus. Oh, okay, maybe...
3: Well, once you see who overwhelmingly likes the thing, if you don't like those people and you're a kid, you say, oh, that shit is lame. Even though to your ear, it might right. be great. But you, you, as a kid, you're thinking... Everybody that I don't like at shows loves this. Here's I a question. Hate this. For you,
2: definitely for you. Yeah. Would you say, if you had to pick, were they more of a Hellfest band or a Posse Numbers band? <sighs> I think they're closer to Hellfest than you would imagine.
3: Okay, so I associate them more with Posse Numbers because they played it. Did they play Hellfest? Yes. Okay. And yes. they played so, Hellfest. So. Too. so
2: it's on the it's on the, the on the oh, you're right. the you're DVD right. when he gets in West gets in a fight with the bouncers. You're right. And he, this song's called My Mom Hits Harder Than You. That's literally <laughs> every song. Does he say that? He literally every song he called this is called My Mom Hits Harder Than You. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Good prank. <laughs> so, I love that. Uh
3: I think pausing numbers but I think it see this is this sounds negative. This sounds Is a bigger in It sounds to me, I associate it with Posse Numbers, but running a scam. Getting in under the wire of Posse Numbers so that Posse Number kids were in, even though this was a Hellfest band. To that's, build a, my,
4: okay. that's my answer. <laughs> yeah, right. My answer is 50 50 because they're dudes from the Posse Numbers world who went and made a band for Hellfest.
3: Okay, I'll go with that. Makes sense. Yeah.
4: And I'm not, making, I'm not even saying that's a diss. No. They saw a broader uh, They I know, they played Hellfest. every show. They played every fucking show. Yeah. Look at all the shows. They played whatever, and it was cool. And if anything, they, because I'll flip that and say, I bet they opened up more kids at Hellfest to posse numbers bands than they opened up kids at posse numbers to yes. Hellfest 100%. Bands. That's true, yeah. so and Hellfest like, was just bigger. Hellfest was a lot bigger, Thousands bigger audience. Kids,
2: yeah. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. do you think it was calculated? No. Um, that level, no.
4: By the time they started doing tours, I think. Calculated can be a negative word. We're not gonna use it as an no, no. It was thought out yeah. once they hit a certain point, like, oh, should we go do a tour with this band because we like them, or should we do a tour go the, open for tour. that band because they're bigger than us and we'll play to more people?
2: Let's do that. Well, yeah, I mean I don't think that's but I mean I, I think know, like their whole like aesthetic and like what they were going for. I think that's just what they were going for and it just happened to hit. Yes,
4: I don't think it was it was not the their aesthetic was not pandering. Their aesthetic was uh, creative, um, something them trying to do their own thing. Got it. And I mean, a lot of that, like, we should give credit to Linus. Um, I was going to say that who, his artwork, who is... did, he is synonymous with it. And I don't know if he gets the credit for it, but he was doing a lot of that. So with guidance from the band, but also basically like, hey man, we trust your style. I have a tattooed on me for Christ's sake.
3: Interesting yep. thing about Linus's work, he w- was given a lot of credit, and now that this has just become iconic. Yeah. People seem to have forgotten that he did it. Yo, know, you know, like know him and Derek
2: Hess is just kind of like so interesting. They were to f- so big at the like, but yeah. Linus is,
4: should be given so much more credit because he defined an aesthetic uh, for an and a lot of that time period. Yes, you know? and so there's a sure. few other people through time that have been sort of lost artists. Maybe we'll talk about that because I'd like to do a whole episode about artists sure. we like in
2: hardcore, like visual artists. But it was funny. Like he was so kind of um, part of the A.N. aesthetic, that anyone who followed up with them was like, come on, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it was like, so kind of intrinsic to their their whole thing. Like, their whole thing that like, you know, Count Me Out comes along and has a shirt that Linus does, and it's like...
3: Yeah, yeah, you can't do it. Oh, oh it's oh. like,
2: oh, these are his homies. Like, right, 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 right. But I mean, there's no... Like, it was so kind of like, part of their sh- their thing that like, no one else could use it without looking like they're copying.
3: So... Linus deserves all the credit we're giving him but we've talked about my favorite piece of Linus art the Iron Age record
4: oh the the, um, Constant Struggle Constant Struggle yeah yeah I think it is
3: an underrated awesome piece of hardcore yeah it's great it's it's like it's perfect for that record
4: perfect (coughs) right, so this is a great this is a future episode we'll do our visual artist one Mm. because I guarantee there's people out there who didn't know the yes. same dude who did yes. Constant Struggle did the fucking A.N. Angel right. and a bunch of their records. And by the way, he didn't do the background music cover. Jake, Jake did. did yeah. and right. Big shout out to Jake Bannon for doing that. That was almost instantly iconic and memorable. And if you just see it, you know exactly what it is. You know.
3: So real quick, this is a heavy, big topic. Yeah. Is hardcore, uh, are there any iconic designers of the moment? Right
2: now, oh, hold on. Yes. Yeah. Who do we got? I mean,
3: yes. I can only think of one, and we're uh, you and I are probably going to say the same one.
2: Maybe not. So, uh, I think Contino. Well, so, yeah, that's what I was so, okay. So, yeah. so,
3: and I don't want to. I'm not trying to low rate anybody else. Who else is in in that realm right now? Oh. Which isn't to say people aren't doing good work, just so to make myself clear to but our But just listeners. kind of
4: like... But well, you know what? Who have visual, like, name recognition that's what akin to that's what, what people have had, sports. you know... Or like Derek and...
2: Derek, has Derek li- Linus. or
4: Linus or uh, the kid from Philly, Mike... You know who I'm talking about.
3: The the kid that did everybody's uh, illustrated uh, work, like shark attacks. Yeah,
4: well, yeah, and he did thick lines. Yeah, yeah, that dude had a little run. Right now, you gotta give me time. No, with the name recognition. I don't think Contino has the name recognition that people, because everyone knows that incendiary thing. A lot of people know a lot of his other work but
2: wouldn't know right. his I'm, name, which they should. Because it's not his main fucking deal. Correct. He's more famous in fucking mainstream society than he is in hardcore. Yeah, but, great
4: job on those White Sox alternate unis. Yeah, you're John. fucking kidding me?
2: Great. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking decision, fucking send your fuck suburban scum, you did to the Chicago White Sox fucking uniform. <laughs> but,
3: but would, this one of those t- topics, would hardcore, quote unquote, be doing better? And we all acknowledge hardcore is doing pretty good right now in our view, whatever, but yeah. would it be doing better if it had a big moment you're the visual guy around here a big iconic visual moment
4: it always does it always does when it has those right now we don't have one no but when it does Mm. it's really nice when people have that acknowledgement so i think it's more about acknowledgement think about the biggest bands going now
2: do you have anything that you associate
4: with? So,
3: Code name? Orange. If we count Code Orange, uh, uh, Code Orange.
2: But that's a color scheme.
4: It's yeah. a color scheme and it's dark. Lo- photos. Their
3: logo heavy. You know what I mean? They do work a logo into a lot. But
4: their logo is basically a font that's no, very no, I'm talking similar. about the little tiger head. Yeah, oh, but there's so many people well, again, use that tiger that's a, head. And that's right. that's or a something adjacent. Was that to it. custom made for them or was it I a couldn't modified? Couldn't tell you, right. It kind I'm of thinking.
3: falls in that tattoo.
2: And there's yeah, but I mean, if you think about like. When you think of turnstile, do you think of anything?
3: No, and that's kind of I didn't want to. I think of a ri- disco ball. It's not they
2: low moved, the And orange, they've, they they moved, moved their aesthetic along from the kind of like
4: Keith Haring neon yeah. stuff yeah. to something else, and because the, the Keith Haring thing wasn't theirs
2: necessarily. Right. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just Me saying like, there's nothing like you can think when you think of like converge. You think of Jane Doe. Yeah. You think of you know whoever you have like something in mind. Like I feel like all these. Popular like very popular bands. I don't think of, I I don't no. think of a, a a particular design for knocked loose.
3: Right or no. even power trip and power trip has power trip has their logo which art. is very yes. memorable.
4: Yeah. Um, if you knock out the letters, you'd be able to pick out what that power trip That's logo true. is. Right. However, if I put the P up there, you would know. However, their albums, it's more that metal style where it's like, oh, these are really cool, intricate. Yeah. I mean, and we've talked about albums we really like. We love the Zabalba records. Those mm. look incredible. Beautiful. Yeah. But. But like that iconography, just an aesthetic or like I don't know who did either of the Power Trip album art. Right. And so that's part of it is having a name attached to it going, I really like this stuff that this person does. For me, um, it's just so interesting that it's basically there's so many people doing stuff that there's not one person dominating it. And it's, it's the argument of pro sports. Is, is, better is when, parody better yeah. than dominance? And it's like, well, kind of, but man, the ratings are down when anyone can win. I, when there's a juggernaut and everyone's either rooting for the juggernaut or rooting for the juggernaut to fall, it's pretty good. And
3: I don't want everybody to jump on a thing.
4: You no, know I mean? no, 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 no.
3: I want everybody to do their own thing, but I do like, in looking back on it as a historical idea... I like the oh wasn't that a time? Can't we right. see that? That's but interesting. here's my thing:
2: Has photography taken the place of art? Oh, like artwork? Oh, because because there's more notable photographers. Yeah, I mean like Angela Owens is a thing. Mm. Like she's a name brand. That like 2001, 2002 was there a name brand person that like you saw a photo anywhere and you'd be like that's Angela? Or not that's style. Snow. No,
4: no, not on the style. Like you and I and. Probably Pat yeah. would have known the name Danielle Dombrowski. So Correct. Would, yeah. And there's a few others that we would have known the name. Justin Brookie. No, right? Of yeah, 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 yeah. But but, like, but not style.
2: You're right about that. Like, like oh, Angel's got an art or has a style to her photo. Right. Or like photographer is the new Derek Hess and yeah, Linus That, that and, could be. And it's that could not. Be. I mean,
3: it's hard to say. Hmm. No, um, um, so what's your fi- you guys? Your feeling on this record is all positive. Mine is largely yeah. negative. Do we want to go into...
4: Not yet. Okay. Last question. Is there a better full length that delivered on two very exciting EPs? This like feels in this like time frame or ever? In hardcore. Ever. Oh. Here's the deal. And and some of it's time and place because I can't tell you if people were super hyped up when Out of Step came out versus the first two EPs. It's a nice follow-up. I I love Out of Step, but... It's a little different. The first two Earth Crisis EPs come out. In Gamora. Oh, no. No, no. Destroy, destroy, the the machine. destroy the Machine.
3: That's comparable. That's you about mean, it. That's comparable.
4: Okay. that's that's was my question. And think about a lot Strife of... Strife had a couple EPs uh, and then into that. What ca- wait, what, what in came this before Defiance, the Strife right? record?
2: Before what's the they, first they LP? They put out the two seven inches. LP, right? Yes, they put out gray. 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 So it goes two or seven
4: inches, gray. first LP, gray, right. second LP. Right, okay.
2: but the first two seven inches were like kind of yeah. nobody nobody cared. They until were off radar. One truth was one like the truth, thing that broke yeah. them. But and they weren't hype on. the And think inches. about those other band, like every other band that you think of, they had one seven inch and then an LP. Well, right? that's the thing. For like the
4: Minor part. Threat, two seven inches, then
2: out G- of like GB, or one seven inch, sick of it all, or you know whoever, like.
4: Yeah, that's right. The Dogs didn't have a seven inch. They had now, an album. now the second AN seven inch, it was it was an EP. It mm. was three songs plus a cover, two covers if you get this, the the CD. Two of those songs ended up on the LP. Right. It wasn't a promo. It was its own release. It was different recording, but you, they were building towards writing an LP. Right. So it is. But but you're right. There's very few where it's like, hey, there's two. I have a hard time thinking of how many bands
2: delivered like so the, I think background music delivered pretty well, 100. percent Also, like the second CD, like if you got the the second L- EP on CD, and I think I feel like Bridge Nine is the only com- like record company that I ever saw do this or only label the little CD. Mm. So like the CD itself was like a fucking it was regular size, th- three inch, right. but it was like tethered to like this big plastic thing to make it fit like you're a CD player. So it it wasn't... So here's the deal. Manufacturing notes. Yes. It's a
4: regular CD, but the amount of information that's written on it is like a mini CD length. Yeah. So So they they did did that just as a visual. There's a few... uh, But you're right. Bridge Nine did that with a few of their EPs. The The Panic records like like that. I feel like Ferret might have done that with some things. Maybe Uh, Deathwish did it with something too, but yeah. Uh, I actually really liked it. I thought it was fun.
2: It was cool shit. Yeah. The Panic record was like that too. It had like the... Yeah. Made for cool design.
4: Alright. Yes. So so it followed up. It followed the excitement up. was pretty big. Let's go now flash forward two full years. Yep.
3: <laughs> we're acting like that's crazy though.
4: I know. At the time. They put out three seven two sevens in an LP in a year. Yeah. A and there's a year. lot of stuff that happens in between, but let's just start talking about give up the ghost. We're right. down till we're underground.
3: Okay. Um I enjoy this record more. Mm-hmm. I think it's b- by any standard more clever uh, however, not as many standout songs and that sounds crazy that I'm saying it's, you like
2: it better it's just not as I like
3: it better and it's more clever however uh, a lot of alliteration uh. there uh, mm-hmm. however it uh, I get how this could have been a disappointment for kids, even though to my ear this is worlds ahead of Like, right,
2: where's the sing alongs? Where are the mosh parts? Where are, yeah.
3: And I I do understand, but because I'm not a fan of that first record, this record is like on its way to being a breath of fresh air and kind of the stuff that I find more interesting from Wes. I I think musically, this is at least hinting at things that interest me, you know? So I think this
4: is Wes, them as a band, this is them being more comfortable. They're really yeah. comfortable in their skin. I think in the first I don't know, 20 seconds of the song or whatever, the first actual song, Love American Wes's. what's the line? In a world of sluts we kept we keep wet the wet dreams alive. Lot. A lot. Yeah. Yo. You ain't writing that line unless you have confidence timed the nth. You yeah, know what sure. I mean? Like you're you're feeling good
3: and feeling confrontational. The, the, yeah. This this dude uh It was clear by the... uh, You could make this assumption with background music, but it was clear by this time, and we know this by uh, his projects afterwards, that he was feeling confined by whatever hardcore had prescribed that he is.
4: And I'm pretty sure some girls had already come out. Okay. Um, So he's already working on stuff like that. I think he's moving into...
2: Exoskeletons?
4: Yeah, it's a little later after this, but not much, like a year or two. So he's already doing different projects... Vocally, very different than background music. Yes. Is this? I think there was two parts. One, I think it was a conscious decision, on a hey longevity. Like I can't sing, the way I sing on the first LP or those EPs, and then go tour and sing like that, as was proven by the fact that they had at least he, a yeah, full yeah, sure tour. Where they, you know. Sure. So um, and two, I think creatively they were doing something a little different.
3: It's also just fun to do different, like, speaking as a guy that can't, like, my bark is terrible, so maybe I'm in a different position. His bark is pretty good, but, like, it's just more fun to throw something else in there, you know what I mean? Sure. And his voice is different,
4: but it's still very uniquely his own. Like, it's not like you hear it and go, who's this? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, he's got a
2: different kind of phrasing and cadence that you know, yeah.
4: And it's, it's, it's more akin to the difference between the vocals on Blood, Sweat, No Tears and Just Look Around. Sure. It's going, hey... This is LP2. yeah. I know what I'm doing a little more. Maybe I'm doing a little thing different. Here we go. Sure. Yeah. We can make this work. Um, less memorable songs, maybe, but they're really great. Uh, you used a way to describe Fugazi as feeling distant
3: yep. at one point. Arm's length.
4: I feel like this record feels a little more distant. I think intentionally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think there's a lot going on. I think there's a lot more nuance to some of the uh, lyrical content and the songwriting, and there's a self-awareness of them and the band and their place and what had transpired. Like, if you told me a lot of this record was now the self-awareness of being in this band that had this fucking crazy moment, I wouldn't be surprised at all.
2: And it's what it it's hard like not to, to be. Yeah. right? I mean, you think about it, that's probably background music, and this is probably heresy to a lot of people, Probably one of the most game-changing hardcore records ever.
0: Anybody that can denies it,
4: it is a fool. Can,
2: it, can anyone deny it
4: now? Any, yo, you're t- 2,000% right. Like, In 2001, when the record came out, there was people who would be like, you're fucking crazy, this record won't mean shit. In 2005, there was people who were like, whatever. That was just a trend. In two thousand ten, I think every hater had to start being like, eh, "Like, maybe over the, I was it's wrong, like you know, you know." there's
2: fucking this. There's this like firestorm, game changer.
1: Yeah,
4: dude. And it,
2: this is a game changer. Like, game changer.
4: Uh, if you said to someone, "Yo, you just need five bands," Minor Threat, like give yeah. a band who means the fucking Minor Threat, Youth of Today, Earth Crisis, American Nightmare.
3: Yeah. Uh, lyrically, I don't. So I don't hear aside from bands that are attempting to be an American Nightmare as a retro sort of thing, yes. I don't hear a ton of background music in people's music right now. However, lyrically, I think this man has touched everything going. <laughs> everything. Oh. Yo, if
4: you read Trapped Under Ice lyrics and you don't see A.N., you're, you're foolish. You're fool. Yeah. You're, yeah. Fool. No, of you're fool. Everything. Blacklisted. It's direct. Yes. They, they, he made it have heart. Direct. Sure. They, he, he made an impact in a way... I I you know I would love to talk to the dude at some point and be like yo you are confident enough to do it like this in a way that I think there were other people who maybe would have liked to write songs, sure. write lyrics like this who couldn't yes. prior to you it, and now do it also helps
3: yeah. that he's good at it you, you, you know what I mean like it. It, yeah he's a fucking yeah. I'm not very saying, I'm good. not saying that it would be um an easy ru- like okay so this hit and we'll never know if it hit in large part because of his ability or if it just would have hit even if it w- if he was a third as good we'll never know but the fact that he was good at it uh, is kind of a deciding factor for for it to be such a lasting influence so in my view
4: v- an in general and this record's a good example but up to this point we've talked about their success they are a confluence they're a fucking you know. Triangulation of talent, good songwriting, lyrical content that is supreme, and a top level live show in terms of energy. Yeah. Because there's tons of people who would be like, Yo, he sings one third of the words. He didn't need to sing the other two thirds. No. Everyone else is doing a forum.
3: Guys, I'm the world's biggest hater. I'm addressing everybody in the world now. Yeah. It, certainly
4: not us because your eyes are closed I'm the
3: world's biggest hater of this and that is I wouldn't even nitpick on that level of he's not singing all the parts
4: well that was that was a common refrain that'll sound right to people that young people who are hearing this are like what the fuck are you talking about
3: I know but that's like whenever I would hear that I'd be like I hate this and I don't care about what yeah, you're saying who cares? you know Correct. what I mean like yeah. what are you
4: saying yes. like, what, was that,
3: that's what we're reaching for in our I bag know. of critique here but yeah.
4: so they were supreme live band uh, talented musicians who were writing really good songs yeah and then a lyricist uh, 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 supreme lyrics that people were connecting to or at least really enjoying because to me I've always really liked these lyrics yeah. I don't relate to them no I find them deeply personal In a way that Is just very different from me And I actually like them And I find them intriguing And, and attractive
3: Also you like to see somebody Do something well Correct
4: yeah. And that's the piece Is that But I think there were people Who really relate to these Even though to me They're deeply personal
2: Yeah and I don't uh, Very few bands In my hardcore tenure has, Have gotten Like such like Visceral reactions that shows <laughs> You know what I mean Like there's people Like oh I like to mosh Like yeah. that's cool this was like, I'm going to fucking throw myself off something into something else because this music makes me feel this way. Like them at, a, like them at CBs and stuff, like yes. it would be like Boston Road Trip and like all their friends would come. Yeah, It was fucking insanity f- for 12 minutes. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. They played
4: like 12 minutes. That's a fucking game-changing move. Just play 12 minutes and make it crazy. Please, every band. um, They... Visceral's the right way. An underrated factor too, they were a band who got kids who don't mosh or go off to mosh and go off. Sure. You couldn't help it. You know it, what it, I mean? If you yes. were into it, you're like, fuck. Ah. Because yeah. every scene has their Chris from Central Mass mm-hmm. who's moshing for a lot of stuff because yeah. he likes the mosh. Sure. But then there's bands who it's like, oh, you got to go off. Yeah. So, you know, props for that. Uh,
3: yeah. A, uh, singular band in a lot of respects. Yeah. Uh, do we think that the, do we think in the final analysis, years after it came out, yes, we're down till we're underground, which was, uh, I think we can speak in generalities, mm-hmm. a disappointment, right? I don't know. I didn't know anybody that, I, the only people that liked this were the contrarians at the time. So
4: because of my placement, here's, here's where I have a hard time, and Tom, maybe you can help too here. Yeah. I never saw them after this record came out. Part of that was I was on the West Coast. Part of that is I think they stopped touring as much. And I think they were winding down.
2: I enjoyed the record a lot. Yeah. That lawsuit really fucked them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I The think name like, changed lawsuit. Yep. the name change whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I should clarify that it was anything like. Yeah. Um, but I think that kind of like, that was it. Like this record came out. It was kind of like, it's out. Okay. Like it, the excitement wasn't there. Yep. did you so i saw them after this before this record came out i guess yeah. and they opened maybe with one of these intros yes and literally west just stood at the front of stage and glared at everybody for three yep. minutes and i was like this is." i mean he was doing the like liam gallagher thing yeah and no one really like knew at the time that it was like "Oh, <laughs> you're just doing liam gallagher like that's awesome but, like, he literally just stood, uh, like, with his, like, you know, arms behind his back, just, like, staring at everybody as they played this fucking, like, non-hardcore intro. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And we actually played, it was, I think they played one show as American Nothing. Yes. They played yes. a few yes. shows as oh, the American. Oh, did they? Movie. We yeah. played with them, and yeah. I, I didn't buy the shirt. I was mm-hmm. like, I could, if I have a kid, I could put the kid through college now if I had this <laughs> fucking shirt. Printed the shirts, have one somewhere. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was. A N Blood for Blood Terror MPB and mm-hmm. in Connecticut and I was like oh, that's weird that's- like less than five maybe
4: three shows as American Nothing weird because I I think they were going to switch to American Nothing but it was deemed too close
3: was that what like happened? legally
4: yeah something like that mm. it
2: was or or it was just like a pain in the ass and like, and it sucks though because Give Up the Ghost is actually a really good name
3: I I'm I think it's okay. I don't feel as strongly about it as the people that hated it, obviously, because I don't yeah. think American Nightmare is a great name.
2: If you think about like American Nightmare is become some so ingrained in your head, yeah. If you think about it, that band could have been on like the side stage at fucking Ozfest, correct? Because it's that a name? corny name, correct? Yeah. Well, but well, they you, made it so fucking cool. Right. But it's gorilla, like
4: Gorilla Biscuits Syndrome. Uh, the Gorilla, if you say Gorilla Biscuits, when you say the Gorilla
2: Biscuits, it's like, oh, that's a terrible name, right? I, my mom was here the other day, and she's like, Gorilla Biscuits. She yeah. goes, I remember you cleaning those shirts, washing those shirts for me as a kid. I go, Yeah, it's it's a name for Quaaludes. And she's like, What? Yeah. She had no yeah. idea. But like American Nightmare, it's like yeah. so but like you're like sick. American dream, American nightmare. Yeah, no, it's you're it's like, This man. is fucking terrible. It's so Do you stupid. open for spine shank on the side stage. Yes. And this
4: could be a dude with a, a lip piercing and a fucking uh soul patch. Yeah,
2: you know what I mean, but they just made it fucking cool. I let they give up the ghost was cool, but it was like too little too late. It was also done. the initialization, calling them A N. Great, yeah.
4: Those nice sweatshirts, Are you can me? And the when they did Gutga, the sewn? Gutga, G U T G, not, yeah. Great. not, the
2: same. not great. Not as great. Not as fun. But um, that those A N fucking uh, the hoodies with the actual like sewn. Thousands of them sold. Oh
4: my god, yeah.
3: Out. So d- this wasn't. This was meant to be an album to album, not a retrospective of the yeah. band. Hard to talk about, but yeah. Do we? Where's the love for An right now? If if you still there,
4: I think it's I think there's there's not that heat that there has been. It's kind of up and down. Yeah, but I think it's sort of like uh, stock market style. It goes up and down, but over time you're seeing gains. Now, I mean,
2: everyone who's seen them, who wants to see them, has seen them. Yes.
3: Okay, that's probably true. I, I was I was driving at a, a, a philosophical thing that I'm gonna go for two seconds. You ready? Uh. I prefer Earth Crisis over this, right? And sure. I still give a fuck about the things that Earth Crisis was singing about. Sure. However, whereas many people who were singing along to Earth Crisis no longer give a fuck yeah. about I deforestation, and eating cheeseburgers. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that there, everybody who ever sang along at an AN show has gone through, has had the experience of still feel these things, an interpersonal yeah. whatever the fuck, right? And yeah. you were gonna say kerfuffle? Just I go was. with it. I was, and can and can crabapple. And can always relate to it on some level, even if it's not of the broken moment. hearts don't go away. Yeah, you can reference the time in your life that that you sure. felt that way. Yeah, and uh, I think in part that almost, almost soul music, or if we want to say pop, universality yeah. of of. Uh, romantic loss. Yeah. Even though, again, we're speaking very broadly, there might be five songs in the right, whole catalog right. that's that are there. specifically yeah. about that. That's there.
2: Um, yeah.
3: But I think it. I think that that's part of this band's resonance. You know, what I mean, I think that that's yeah. part of why it's a continue an, an ongoing. And thing anyone for people. can like it. That's true.
4: And I mean, that's that's an interesting commentary about it. Is that you're right? There's a universality. There's a timelessness to it. That that, you know, even. Yo, the song "No More" by Youth of to Today still resonates, but it almost feels quaint. Here's a qu- you well, know regarding
3: so. that timelessness. Yeah, because we were all there mm-hmm. to see it. Um, it it feels now. To me, it feels better than its contemporaries that were attempting the same thing three weeks ago. Oh, later. sure. You know what I mean, yeah. no debate there. There's no contrarian in this room that's going to say that the no. third tier band no. was doing it better. Okay, good. No. Now, with that in mind, do you find it hard to put yourself in the in the mind of, of a person who was not there and say, is this actually uh, timeless <laughs> or, uh, or is it caught... In, in in amber in, 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 yeah yep. I, I don't know the answer I,
4: i've had that well because i was trying to ask myself that with the comparison between the two records mm. i think it's pretty clear to me background music is better than we're down to War underground but i kept resident kept going back to myself and asking is it because i have so much nostalgia and attachment to this record right. and i enjoyed it at the time and all that and i enjoyed we're down to we're underground when it came out too I never saw them again. I was in a different place in my life. You know, but I think listening to the two objectively, I found background music was more instantly memorable, had more energy and a more consistent pace throughout. And I'd say that record still is a like, no, if you like hardcore music, you might, you don't definitely got to like it because you don't definitely got to like anything. Sure. But this is probably a record you should hear. Whereas oh. We're Down Till We're Underground is the, the shovel dig where it's like, oh, did you like that record? Then now follow up with these.
3: Yeah, honestly, that's an interesting point because me saying I prefer We're Down Till We're Underground right. um, doesn't, I still wouldn't reach for this record. So there's enough of the original DNA in it That it didn't win me over Right You, you know what I mean so It
2: didn't change the formula enough to go Oh I like this milkshake
4: right. I just right. prefer
3: it
2: And they were gone within a year of that record coming
4: yeah.
3: out Yeah
2: Yeah that sounds right Did you know what that last tour was? I did not
4: no.
3: know this This uh, is why you
1: never
4: I, saw them I do I, It was not something I was going to go see So please who was it with? It
2: was Give Up the Ghost, Hot Rod Circuit, and New Found Glory Yes
3: Yeah I wasn't in line for that one Which is Feels What year was that?
2: 2004
4: 2004 Yeah. Uh, um, and they did a couple tours around there that I was thinking there was one that was way more like swoosh harry Well they did the Bled. they did a tour yeah. with
2: MPB the Bled and Daughters.
4: Okay, all right. right. Yeah, that's not that crazy.
2: So uh, Tom background music or we're down to our underground. If I had to pick, oh, I would yeah. pick background music. But in re-listening to Down to Your, we're down to our underground love american is probably a top five and song i said top five yeah like I, it's, I a it's, a, it's a great fucking song. song
4: and it's it's fucking bold as a first song on a record
2: great and, and like and that's real, what they were opening with mm-hmm. that the reunions and stuff and it, it comes off yeah, like a fucking you know i think that background music
4: starts stronger with we are uh sun and yeah. pm i think the flow of background music, it, it kind of slows down yeah. shoplifting and, and kind of comes back and has a couple. I actually might like the ending of uh, We're, We're down, down to Underground better, except I don't really care for the intro and outro of the record. But this is, yeah.
2: Farewell? Farewell's the hit. Might be the number one a It's there song. Really?
4: I don't love it I don't it. But, really. but I am I am an outlier it is the song Interesting. you know what I mean I was like
3: bored by the end of the record I was like oh I'm good it's, they
4: did, it's the last song with the first 7 inch yep. it was like the hit from day one okay. um, right. the length on we're down 13 songs 31 minutes okay background music 11 songs 23 minutes however take out the intro and outro we're down 11 songs 25 minutes Similar formula. Can I wow. have that instead? Song lengths. Um, nice mix. What's the, let me see, you got the track yeah. listed real quick? Yeah. Um, Since Always is a great song. We Killed It is awesome. Yeah. And it's a three minute and 15 second song. There's some really great songs on We're Down to We're Underground. And I don't, yo, I, I guess I'd be surprised because there were people who went and listened to Trapped Under Ice who hadn't really dove into it. Give both these records a listen. Yes. Yeah, you for know, sure I think it's, I'm i
2: curious to see what people think Like they weren't around then Or didn't listen yes. to him then that's,
3: I'm fascinated by that. To kind of that's be true. like
2: I bet you a lot of people are like Oh no, that second record's better But like at the time People were like,
3: fuck Yo, I bet if you're t- 25 year old Might 100% Just automatically assume The second record is better
2: second record is brighter Artwork
4: Vocally <sighs> he, Musically He's doing more stuff They're way more comfortable <sighs> uh, But the energy And that's the part I can't separate Right. And you I try. I can't yeah. separate how visceral the reaction... You used that word before yeah. and it's perfect. The reaction for those songs was live and how much energy it came off and the record
2: reflected that. Right. You got I, picked up by that wave. There's no way you never,
4: you're not going to be able to I forget that. I feel like I saw them play shows where they almost played background music front to back. Uh-huh. Um, and it yeah, just I mean, played. It, it just s- fucking rolled. Like it, yeah. it, was, it, it really
2: for a band with so much energy. They weren't always super tight on stage, but they always put on a good show. In reality, and having seen them from the get, yep. they're better now than they were then as oh, a band. Oh, yeah. Like they were a fucking I, hot I, mess. I have no doubt. And like 2002, they were great, yep. but it was mostly like no one's really paying attention, bro. Like, it was it's the just energy. fucking chaos. Yep. But like watching them when they're playing, you know, front of 1500 kids at Webster Hall like this is a fucking band man I, like you can they kill
4: I want to give them credit because they early on always wanted to have a gr- not good great drummer they wanted a great drummer yeah because that's they knew they could hold this if you have a great drummer you can do it hold the fuck. it together right. you can be going crazy your fucking pedal can get smashed you're still gonna be okay All and true. They, they pulled it yeah. off. Um, uh,
3: so as as with the TUI records we're recommending people listen to both and yeah. uh,
4: and give us feedback. We'd love to hear it. Uh, especially if this is your first time discovering. don't have to be young. It can be whatever if you've never heard either of these. I mean, there's oh, people I'm certain around there's them. people
3: that just, yeah. Like Anne yeah. could have passed me by literally uh, had I not just seen them and then gone home and been like, do I really hate this? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Like I, I think that there's people that just... We think it's crazy that somebody... Uh, hit us on twitter and was like hey thanks for introducing me to TUI. That's like sounds crazy but they're
2: so ubiqu- ubiquitous. Yeah. Yeah, same but, thing with these dudes. Same thing.
3: But same. yeah, same thing. So if you haven't uh if you've only like casually heard AN or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, hit us with uh, your thoughts on a deep dive.
4: Do you think last question. Do you think it's possible to be a lyricist writing punk hardcore music now? You know, you can without feeling some impact of this dude of wes uh, maybe unknowingly well that's what i mean like it could be second or third generation yeah, i feel like it's almost impossible at this point to not be have some influence from someone else. if you're
2: not going back to the ray capo fucking walter trifle's days of lyrics then you're ripping off wes and you don't and write. i even think some bands who think they're doing that are pulling a little bit
4: in from it, that's that. I, yeah yes
3: I think it's almost undeniable. I I think that that's the lasting impact of this band because, again, in my view, the music didn't get creative until the very end, but uh, lyrically, from Jump, this was in a different place.
4: I should say, I I really do musically think they Mm -hmm. took... We talked about In My Eyes, Mm -hmm. changing the youth crew sound, and there was a long period where it was that. That's still the reference point for a significant amount of bands. I think that A.N., with maybe two other bands maybe really made modern hardcore what it is. The Bridge Nine sound, you know, like it's almost undeniable because A.N. impacted their peers yeah. immediately. Had So bands who were around at the same time as them or before, their sounds curved like fucking magnetism to AN sound, and then there was a whole wake of
2: bands who followed in that yeah. sound. I mean, For if sure. you think about it, like, Count Me Out, fucking great band. Yep. They definitely were impacted. Yep. From what was, what was first? 110? 110 and then first, then permanent.
4: And I like both those records, and there's a change. Yeah. there's Striking a distance. Great example. There's a change. Not, yeah. not like it's radically different, but you can hear just a little thing here or there production. Yeah. Um, so, major credit. Both records, big. You don't necessarily need us to tell you that, but hopefully, you had fun with this conversation. Yeah. Let yeah. us
2: know what you think. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to see, like, especially if you hadn't heard them before, what record hit you more? Please. I'm Thank really you, curious. everybody. Thank you. Peace. Bye. Whew. Wow. What a great episode.
4: Wait a second.
3: That was a fulfilling episode. I had a great time.
4: Felt great. Yeah. Eight when plus. you said that one thing. Yeah. You <laughs> might want to edit that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: we'll have to check that. But right now,
2: wait, is the episode over?
3: No, no, no. We have something incredibly special for our listeners.
2: We would like to welcome our friends who are out on tour right now with Hands of God and Drain from Santa Cruz California a lovely part of this terrible nation mm. Mm. gulch
4: gulch live on axe to grind let's live go axe to
2: grind
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Root. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! <laughs> How's that going? Do you
3: get 2020 Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020 where myself, Benny Goodman...
1: You want to do one, two? Are we all no, we it just, just a couple. Just one. Just
4: one. one. Welcome to Axe to Grind. My name's Bob, and joining us today is... Gulch. And members of Gulch, give me the names. We'll do roll call. All right, Elliot. Hi, I'm Sam. Tim. Cole. Christian. How are you guys doing out here? Christian, you know, you know the rules tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Thank you guys for joining us. All the way, where would you say Gulch is from? You got to pick one spot. 40831. Oh, okay. Very good. <laughs> I could barely understand. 40831? True, yeah. All right.
5: So that's the San Jose area code and Santa Cruz area code. We're in
4: Belmar, New Jersey. You guys get the feel of it a little bit just by seeing it. Beach town, the whole thing. Could someone from Belmar move to San Jose and feel good? No. Tell us why. You can't afford it. True. True. Very true. You can't fucking afford it. Okay. Tell somebody from, we'll say, mm, dead middle Kansas, Manhattan, Kansas, why they should move to San Jose.
5: He's just badass. I don't know. We have a sick scene, punk, hardcore, all that stuff, so if you're into that. But other than that, I mean, it's just street shit I mean Kansas is a totally different place for sure I mean you're not going to find the same kind of stuff I guess I don't no know. that's true that's a good answer we have good Mexican food obviously. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah it's yeah, the best for sure besides like LA I think Mexican food in California
4: is a different thing than anywhere else so yes that's a good reason alright one of the things that I really like about Gulch and some of y'all are in a different band I, they might play some other time who knows whatever you guys really do have a diverse sound and you it seems like you guys like a lot of different stuff. Where does that come from? Why is that... Why does it seem like you guys have a real diverse set of musical influences when sometimes it seems like that stuff's kind of getting pigeoned off, like people are being more specialized instead of throwing it all in the blender and making something new?
6: Well, it's crazy because um, Cole writes like 95% of the stuff. Like... 98% right. um, well you're
4: just the rhythm guitar player yeah right?
6: I just play rhythm guitar <laughs> uh, the occasional the occasional skin flute um, okay if, if that's spots open so but,
0: he writes 98% but yeah. the, the
6: crazy thing is is he doesn't listen to any metal he was okay. what's your favorite band
0: dude I love Angel Olsen
6: and Bonnie 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 like okay. it's I think that's where like the sound comes from is cause he doesn't listen to a whole lot of stuff so um yeah yeah, so I feel like it's just, like, a little different. I'll let him talk Yeah, about dude, that. that's good.
0: That was good. Okay, so, like, when we're with writing this stuff, what happened was with Gulch, like, there's, there's all these hardcore bands, and I love hardcore, and I used to listen to a, a ton of hardcore. That was, like, all I listened to. Sure. But then I, like, kind of diversified and started listening to a lot of different types of music. But what happened was, like, no one was playing the kind of stuff that I wanted to hear. Like, there was things in a band that I wanted to hear with hardcore, and, like, no one was doing it. And so I just started writing before it was even for Gulch. I just started writing this stuff that I wanted to hear. And so that's like where I pull influence from. It's like, okay, if if I was listening, like what, what would get me stoked on like what to hear? You know what I mean? Cause like sometimes bands, like they try and follow like a very specific era or like whatever, very specific subgenre of hardcore. But I just kind of was like, okay, like I love, I like punk. I like the metal stuff that I hear and it'd be cool to like mix that kind of shit together, but not, to the point where it's like all over the place where we become like a like between the buried me band or some shit right yeah
4: <laughs> that's a great answer all right so you know we always try to keep it current but also there's stuff from the past you guys can do this in each individually give me and i'll give it to you two folds so you have time to think about it that's kind of we vamp a little bit here first a record that you think somebody who's heard gulch should listen to because you're like yo this is a record maybe it doesn't remind them of you guys but it's a record that you're like yo if you listen to us you should also check this record out and then a newer band that you fuck with that you're like yo this is also a cool band that if you haven't heard them or seen them you got to do that so i'll go around the room who's ready first
0: i'm not fucking ready i'm gonna pass this to somebody else Hello, oh! <laughs> um, if, if you like
2: Golch's Sound, you probably are already listening to this record. And honestly, I'm gonna probably goof the name. I don't know if it's a self-titled or it's called The Protocols of Anti-Sound, but that Magruder Grind record. Oh, if God. you like us, you probably love that, and you probably already
4: know that. Wow. No, I don't think everybody does though. That's yeah. an interesting poll. Wow. That's, it's it's funny, man. Like he showed me these riffs that he'd already written, and I was like, dude, you love Magruder Grind, right? He's like, I've never listened to him. Like, dude, all right, that's it. That's the uh, I love that shit. All right. So then, and what's yeah. one newer band you think people should fuck with? Don't New- say Drain.
2: No, no, no. Uh, dude, fuck train. No, um, new band that fuck Swarm Beating, dude. Swarm Beating from fucking um Boise, Idaho. Yeah,
4: that's really? my jam. Yeah, okay, I love that. I right, yeah. pass the mic. You're ready. He's on, ready.
1: You oh, there
6: you go. Um, it's more like metal, but yeah. definitely like like Mammoth Grinder yeah. type stuff. I feel like I don't know that. No, that's, that's cool. Like, that's a good answer. Like I feel like it's like somewhat comparable. I guess I could see it. Yeah um a band that people should definitely check out um they're called a- a- i don't know how to say the name Apsara. they're uh-huh. from oh yeah Apsara. um <laughs> yeah like fresno area like uh la area that band is so fucking good what's it sound like uh, dude i don't even know it's just like weird like old school hardcore but like just weird like like kind of like funky just groovy kind of stuff um i like it a lot and i want to see that band get really big because i love that band
0: I'm gonna be fucking terrible with this. Um, oh man, a record. I don't know. If you like, if you like us, um, you're talking about like an older record. No, right? I,
4: mean, I you. You're the main songwriter. What are Jeez. some things that you pull influence from? You, you know what I mean. I don't
0: know. That's the, yeah. not from oh, any oh, hoax. Okay, hoax. Like, oh, yeah, okay. from Boston. Yeah. Yeah, the energy of like hoax and gag. I, but I think and, like, that,
4: I can see that come through in your shit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah stuff like that. So, because like I stated, like I don't listen to a ton of hardcore, stuff. So I'm not the best person to be asking That's about funny. this. Um, a new band. I'm trying to think of. Um, there's a band. I think they're from Finland. They're called Negative, but without yeah. the E. Yeah, Negative. Yeah, yeah, Negative. That band. Like when I heard that shit, I was like, dude, this is like, like this is right up my alley. This is the kind of stuff that I like. You're ready You're to closing off. It, you get to close it off. Oh,
5: sick. All
0: right, hi. Um,
6: I think uh, if you like gold, you'd like anti-Symex. C- S- yeah. Or c sorry. Uh, raped
4: ass. Yeah.
6: Dude, Scandinavian jawbreaker. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, I agree. New band. That band Shackled. I think they're from New, new Jersey. Jersey. they are. Dude, they blew me away at this hardcore, incredible band.
4: Cool young band. All right, Elliot, closing us
5: off. All right. Um, I really fuck with Disrupt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that Unrest record obviously is like one of my favorites Um, I listen to a lot of shit like that so that makes sense for me but that's why it's funny that Cole writes all this stuff is he doesn't listen to any of that so it's nice because there's no like influence where it's like almost like you're stealing riffs it's kind of like you're totally open like a clean slate to just this is what you like to hear so you're just going to play it you don't have to pull from other things
4: people underrate how cool and important that is and I always tell people you should never be telling someone oh you've never heard this oh like Sometimes not hearing something, is kind of this beautiful accident. So exactly. It's cool.
5: Yeah. Um, and a new band, a band I really like that I just saw recently. It was one of those shows where it's like, it was one of those first ones that was really enjoyable for me for like the first time in a long time. Um, it's just like refreshing. Is this band Risk from L.A. Like okay. a lot of young L.A. kids? Um, it's really just like suicidal tendencies kind of shit, but like it's fresh and it's new and these guys are like actually about what they're doing and passionate about it. So it's really cool to see. It's not them just trying to be a carbon copy of something. It's like what they know and what they do. So the live show came off as like exactly that. Like it reminded me of like watching old suicidal videos or, you know, it's shit from that era and it's like everybody just goes off for each other's bands and it's, it's fucking cool.
4: Love that. All right. Last question. Then I'm going to let you guys just do your thing. Give a recommendation you know, it's not like you guys have been doing this forever, but I don't I don't think that's necessary. Give a recommendation for people starting a band new about what's one thing they should keep in mind as their band starts up, what's something they should keep in mind or something they should try or do. You got anything for that?
5: Yeah, uh, do whatever the fuck you want, really. I mean, don't try to copy other bands like just because they're doing well because it may not suit what you guys are about. Like, if you're for real like straight up with what you say and what you talk about and the music you do it comes off that way live like you can see it you can see when bands force it yes. to try to be a certain way try to fit a certain mold and it comes off as, as corny sometimes and then you fall under the radar because there's a thousand other bands doing the same shit if you do what you want to do because you actually like it then people are going to notice that and that's just it, it really does you better in the long run
4: this is Gulch